Welcome back to Hoops I Did It Again. Uh, a, we are still alive, just so you're, you're aware, you're not worried. And B, we are not prepared whatsoever. So prepare for that. But Speaking. John's married. Yeah, so that means it's been over a month since our last podcast. Sorry, Elijah, we, we really apologize to you. Wilfredo Perez, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man. You know, much better than your wedding night. Um. <laughs> that was legitimately the drunkest I've ever seen you. I got my drink in my two steps. Wow, just putting him on blast. It's okay. But, wait, wait. For the record, he didn't do anything stupid. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he was very intoxicated and yeah. very friendly. Yeah, I'm, and I'm. it just shows my true nature. I'm not fake. I'm always friendly. Even, like, Let the record show, yeah. Wilfredo did nothing that he should regret. He nope. was just... Incredibly drunk. I was happy to see my 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 good friend John Wilson celebrate his nuptials. And of all the times we've hung out, it was it was refreshing to see Wilfredo just completely lose his inhibitions. Yep, it was that last beer. Thanks, Nick Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what's going on, man? Um, out of hibernation, John. I don't think we've done a pod since your bachelor party, though. That's, that's that was, true. That Actually, we did, true? That was quite a tale. We, we did an emergency pod the night of the wedding when we were trashed that may or may not oh, ever yeah, see the fuck. light of day. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. It's on my phone. Yep. That's if you right. pay us, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put it out. One day. We're going we're gonna to put it up for sale on eBay. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Wu-Tang album. Uh, and I, of course, am John Wilson. We have some basketball to talk nope, about. Nope, this. nope, nope, nope. John Montahano. Oh, Wilson. that's correct. Yeah, yeah fix it I'm up. getting used to it. John Montejano Wilson, my uh, name is now hyphenated. That's your government name. Yep. Yeah. It is now my government name. Uh, basketball season has started. Now basketball is my favorite sport. We are way behind, but we're going to try to catch up here with just a little bit of our impressions of how the season started so far and, uh, you know, what the surprises have been, what our predictions are. Guys, what, you know, what, what's, what's the thing that stood out to you the most? Uh, there's a man from Greece. He's pretty good. He's a freak. Do you ever think Greek Freak gets hurt by like people calling him a freak all the time? Like he's like, guys, I have a name. You don't have to call me Freak. Yeah, the issue is that can you pronounce it? Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. See, I always say the T's D's and Dedekumbo. <laughs> I think that uh, I think he'd much rather have you call him a freak than mess up his last name 15 times. Hmm. What about like Giannis A? He might just or just Giannis. He might just, no. That's what I think it's going to become. He's going to be like Madonna, just Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Giannis. Yeah. I mean, Bono. I, ha- I hate that. I hate that the way you phonetically pronounce his first name has yawn in it because he's anything but you know, like a sleepy player. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I see what you did there. But you know, if any of my friends are listening, which they're probably not, we use yawn as a term of like, damn, like yawn. I've so, never heard the, that. Justin is well. We made it up. We make up a lot of terms. They actually get picked up a lot in the office. Yawn! I'd like to point that out. If you look look through my Instagram DMs, it's like just filled with, anyway, that's a whole different, that could be its its own. uh, Yeah, you know, we have a work fantasy league and and Dedekumbo was taken with the first pick by one Alex Swan. Shout out Alex Swan. And a lot of us were like, well, we we expected him to be a top five player, but number one pick, really? And so far he's leading the league in scoring, so it does not look like that was a far-fetched move by our man Swan. The man's putting up 30 Almost 34 points a game. Yep. Is this the year he finally reaches his MVP potential? Um, they could. I mean, if it depends they, on how good the Bucks play. They, they might be. Like, yeah. when Jabari comes back and all accounts are, he's going to come back. I mean, 
granted, take it for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, it'll they'll they'll be a top three like, pick. I mean, top three uh, seed. They're a playoff team. They're, oh, they're for sure a playoff team. Jeez. What are they? They're probably about 50 wins, right? Somewhere around there. I don't. I mean, you would think so. And if uh, if Milwaukee goes through with this Brogdon for Bledsoe trade, um, would you do that even... if you were the if you're the Bucks? Why don't you do it, right? Well, why? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because Brogdon. Brogdon was kind of like you got more than you expected out of him, and he's an older, young player, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah that makes sense. You know, Bledsoe's still relatively young himself and has way more experience, way more proven yeah. ability in the league. But they have no leverage. The, the Suns literally have zero leverage. Yeah. So why would you give up someone that they want well, when you but you're have, giving up a second when, a second round pick? Then. Yeah, when is Brogdon, no, 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 when is Brogdon a, play He's not a Bledsoe. second round pick because if you redraft that – this draft, he would have gone in the lottery. But but he's so a second. He's a, but actually, money-wise, he's a second-round pick, which means his contract ends much sooner. And if he's going to demand more money, like you know, what you're paying Bledsoe. You don't know what you'll be paying Brogdon. Bledsoe will instantaneously be a starter. Brogdon's a fringe starter. But he does, does he? He doesn't even fit well on the Bucks. They need more shooting around Giannis, and Jabari Parker is not a great shooter. And Bledsoe needs the ball in his hands. We've is Brogdon a great shooter? Brogdon's a much better shooter than Bledsoe. He's better, but I would say where, where Bledsoe comes into play is his defense. Like, if it's a point guard-driven yeah. league. And by the way, scary thing, I completely didn't realize he's only 27. Yeah. Like, he feels like he's been in the league so Isn't long. Brogdon because 25? Of years. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Brogdon is 24. 25. I mean, if I was the Bucks, you got to try to see if they'll take Greg, Greg Monroe or someone like that, right? Or even... It's just like there's no there's no reason to try to give up something of value for the doc. I mean, for well, Bledsoe. You have to include Greg Monroe with another player that somebody actually wants. You're not getting Bledsoe just to give up a bad contract. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild. I mean, yeah, the Suns aren't going to give Bledsoe for that cheap. Mm. Also, uh, Brogdon's 24. Okay, yeah. so three years younger than a guy who's like. I think Bledsoe averaged 21 last year. Okay, Bledsoe. you guys were the one. I was trying to get Bledsoe to come to the Kings last year, and then you guys were both saying that you didn't think he was good. I was saying that I want them to give the keys over to a young, like 19, 20-year-old lottery point guard and not, not try to keep building off of these middling journeyman players. I wouldn't say he's a journeyman player, but I know what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I've always been an Eric Bledsoe fan, so I don't really even remember this conversation. Yeah, and then like I was that. like, and then you said that he's not, he's not a good shooter. So he, how is he going to play well in the league? That was a Wilfredo edit nine conversation. Well, I, I'm not Scratch changing. That. I'm not edit changing two. my tune to say Bledsoe's Wait, a what, superstar. Edit seven. seven. Yeah. I'm not changing my my take to say Bledsoe's a superstar. He's just better than Brogdon. Yeah, of course he is. But so th- there's a reason that the Suns are trying to get rid of Bledsoe, right? And sure. there's a reason that the Suns would take back Brogdon. He spends way too much time in the hair salons is the issue. It's true. <laughs> but I'm sure if you're the Bucks, who seem to be a fairly competent organization, you probably feel like you can make the most of Bledsoe and you can turn this around. John, you're a married man. Do you think uh, you'd be spending much time in a hair salon with your wife? And then if you didn't like it, you would tweet, I don't want to be here? My wife doesn't really go to hair salons. She more mm-hmm. goes to like people... That she knows that can cut hair well. Interesting. That's we just we just learned a tidbit. Of there we go. Or if yeah. it is a salon, it's like she knows the person personally, and then they have a salon. Oh. Well, what's standing out to you other than uh, other than our man Giannis? You know what stood out to me so far is something that we all predicted, and that's the elite play of this year's draft class. Maybe elite's a little bit of a stretch, but the 
the impact, I guess is a better word, of this year's draft class. Last year's draft class was like, I mean, it was so forgettable. This year's draft class, you're looking at, you know, these lottery guys being cornerstones for the teams that they got picked on. I mean, Jason Tatum, the, first of all, the Boston Celtics look brilliant for trading down from first to third, gathering assets and taking Tatum over Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is banged up, can't shoot the ball right now because his shoulder's all hurt, and he's, what, not going to play for three weeks? So maybe his future's bright, but right now Jason Tatum looks like, and he's the number one, I think he's the number one scoring rookie, him or Markkinen. Um, so you have him, Lonzo Ball's making an impact on the Lakers already. Fox is already shining for the Kings. Markkinen has been way more than Wilfredo expected. I'd like to rub that in his face. You know, you should have drafted him then at five. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we, we've all agreed that it's a it was a huge mistake for the Kings not to choose uh, Markkinen fifth. I mean, who'd they get? Some guy named D... D-A-A-Ron, D-A-A-Ron. Folks. Folks. Okay. I hate you guys. You're the worst. Folks. I hate you both and you're the worst. That guy, that guy had the shoulder injury. Folks. Folks. Yeah. Yep. But Markkinen looks like a good pick, which Wilfredo did not think he would be. Dennis Smith. I mean, he just has all these rookies who, I mean, this looks like it could be the best draft class since 2003. So, just to help you out with that, what it looks like here, we've got, what do we have here? A big computer yeah, guy. Yeah, got, I got the last time out. You know, help us out with some stats. <laughs> yeah, what do we got? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 rookies in double figures. Phil Simmons? Philadelphia Simmons, yep. <laughs> ben, ben Simmons leading the, the charge there, by the way. Yeah. I, I, not draft ben, class, ben, but rookie ben class Simmons if you want to say. Yeah. If you want to say rookie class, then you can like throw in. Should, those guys shouldn't be able to be rookies. Like last year, Embiid shouldn't have been able to win rookie of the I year. Agree. They I should mean, change that. That happened, with, That's real that happened stupid. with Blake Griffin, right? Yeah, yeah it's stupid. Yeah. Why do they do that? I, I guess the same thing about You've been in the league for a year. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm 100% in favor of changing that rule. But, um, yeah, if you throw in Ben Simmons, this might be the best rookie class. Well, you'd, plus, they, the Lakers uh, came up with one of the best rookies in recent memory. Kyle Kuzma. Oh. oh, he's the best yeah. rookie on the Lakers. In that, in that trade. Shout too. out LeVar. That's yeah. another thing about this rookie class is you got guys that are in the teens or 20s or even the second round that look like they're going to be impactful players in the league. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, even like a guy that went 35th, uh, the Bulls traded his rights. One. For $3.5 million. He went to a really good school. Uh, Jordan Bell. Oh, uh, yeah. I like how he's going to be forever linked with the Bulls and the Bulls. That's just such a I, common move. The Bulls is, shouldn't be. To be, to be fair, it's is he the best be, Jordan yeah. ever play in the NBA? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. right behind DeAndre. <laughs> this uh, this podcast is already and Jordan yeah. Clarkson. This is, this is already the worst <laughs> the worst episode in the history of this podcast. This is the best episode. The worst episode in the history of this podcast already. I just realized that Markinen is actually leading leading all rookies in rebounds and points. If in you rebounds, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Fredo, have you ever been more off on a prediction? Look, some, if it's a bad team, someone's got to score, right? So he could just be Kevin Love. He could just be yeah, I mean, uh, David Lee. But, but somebody doesn't have to be efficient. That's the difference. <laughs> Let's wait until Zach Levine comes back, and then we can have this conversation. Because I'm not just talking yeah, about points per game. Good. I'm talking about his overall game has been good. I understand. I'm just saying let's wait until Zach Levine comes back to see when you have an actual competent, you know, good player on the team playing next to him if he's doing the same things. Yeah, but what is, is Zach Levine going to affect his three-point percentage and his rebounding and like his points per game might drop a little bit, but... 
We'll Doesn't see. mean he could hit a rookie ball. He could just be hot right now. I mean, Mr. Jordan Bell over here is shooting 80% in the league. You think that's going to. Yeah, because <laughs> he plays with the Warriors. <laughs> fair. Nobody's guarding him. Yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's a, it's a and very he also fair plays point. like eight minutes a game. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, that I cannot. I can't. I can't. John is like about. the leader of the uh, marketing fan club. He really right is. Now. Yeah. Dude, I have, I have a huge infatuation for seven footers who can shoot. It's. It's it's my it's my guilty pleasure in the NBA. Speaking of which, my my biggest takeaway. <laughs> great segue there, actually. You're a two, real Dan Lebetard. Two men there. Two men. Wolfred likes two men. Both. Yep. Right, well, one is one is a seven footer. The other one's close enough. Both MVP candidates. Oh. Uh, one being a. The God, Chris Stapp Porzingis. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh. You just said that Giannis might have trouble winning MVP. Well, I didn't say that. I said I think I think it's gonna be. You fine. said, "Well, the Bucks win enough games. Well, the next one." That's what he said. Oh, okay. I didn't Sorry. say that. Yeah. John doesn't even. Yeah. Listen. I think I think they're gonna be a top three seed, which means yes, that he could win the MVP. The Knicks will be a top no, three. No, no, no. Oh, Bucks. 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 Okay. Bucks, Bucks, yeah. Okay. All right. Bucks. Yeah. Um, and Demarcus Cousins. Guess what, people? I'm here. Oh, oh friend of the show. Oh, oh. Yeah, big friend of the show. Boogie! Big friend of the show. Boogie! Both of them absolutely killing it this year. Uh, top, both in the top three in scoring, right behind Giannis. Both big guys just imposing their will, which I hate that line, but damn it, they're doing it because they're just so good. Uh, especially Giannis, I just love, dude. He's he's already he's already what we thought he was gonna be, and it's only what year three? Yeah, the unicorn. The okay. unicorn. Remember I, when he could have been drafted by the Kings? Um, I remember. No, I don't. He think was he picked before no. the Kings pick. No, yeah, I think he, he Giannis? was. Giannis? Yeah. No, 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 we're talking about Chris. No, you said Giannis. Chris Stapps. Well, Giannis could have been picked by pretty much every team. No, I said he's. I, yeah. I said he, they're behind Giannis in scoring. Ah, yeah, gotcha. y- Giannis. You can't say that about Giannis because he was picked so late. He could have. No, been, I'm, tr- I'm yeah. just giving yeah. you shit. Yeah, no, no, no. But but you did have Demarcus Cousins. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, and we and John and I talked about this in a in a chain that uh, you know it's just amazing to see what it's like for him to be playing. This is clearly the most talented player he's ever played alongside in the NBA. And he's showing it. Yeah, like but he's, this, this team still sucks. They do, but like, Boogie, Boogie, and Anthony Davis are top five in scoring, and they still have a losing record. Well, their problem is they have no shooters around them. They like don't. all, literally, all you need around those two twin towers is shooters. Mm-hmm. Put three shooters yeah. around Demarcus and Davis, and you're going to win 50 games. Or you could sign uh, Josh Smith and uh, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> Resign your uh, holiday to be the worst yeah. contract in, yeah. in the league, and keep uh, Dante Ajinka. Cunningham, which yeah. is why. I still state you trade, you know, you trade Anthony Davis, you get some assets and you build around Boogie. It's not the worst idea in the world. Will Stradamus. The same. You have the two best, arguably two best bigs in the league. Well, Porzingis. Yes, continue. No, it's the two best. Arguably two best bigs in the league, maybe with Cat thrown into that conversation as is well. Is he? Is he? Carl I feel Jones like Cat gets overhyped. I think Cat is overrated. Okay, that's another conversation. Yeah. But yes. arguably the two best bigs in the league, you got to have three three-point shooters around them at all yeah. times. Period. I mean, do you... It's it's LeBron when he was on the Cavs the first time around. Put a bunch of shooters around him and let him go to Man, work. they had Eric Gordon too, didn't they? Jesus. They did. Yeah, but he was so... In, and they had Ryan Anderson. And they had Ryan Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Anderson insane. is like the perfect player to put around these guys. And Eric Gordon. By the way, also a top 10 scorer. Although, if... If you have all three of them on the court at the same time, Anderson's too slow to guard small fours. Guard, guard yeah. threes, yeah. So no, that's a fair. That might be a little bit. But tough, that's but like maybe when you stagger them. Yeah. Instead of playing them together, you then you have Ryan Anderson being the consistent four. Well, yeah, and, and if you, you have Davis on the bench and Boogie on the floor, you put Boogie in the post and let Anderson just get 
exactly. catching shoots. It's amazing. But both of them just playing out of their minds. Um, I, I love both of them as players. I've, I've always loved Demarcus. Uh, Porzingis has grown on me so much that he is now like my top favorite player in the league probably. Uh, and you know what? He, the Knicks don't look like complete trash. It's probably because of him. Oh, 100% is because yeah. of him. Yeah. So, just put, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is actually decent. Are the Knicks any better now that they've gotten rid of Melo? I mean, I think it just allows Does that help him. Porzingis? It helps Porzingis. It's, it's just a mental thing. I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything Melo was doing per se. It's just like any other situation where when you have such a big shadow casted over a franchise, you know, and not in a negative way. He's just, he was good enough. Uh, he is still good enough to be that kind of shadow over a bad franchise. Um, and now that it's lifted, Porzingis can just take off and be the guy. I actually saw a tweet earlier today that was giving kudos to whoever kept the nuclear codes to trade Chris Das Porzingis away from Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forgot they were going to trade him. Uh, real quickly, before we move on to Cousins, I got to go be there at Golden One Center the night that Cousins returned to Sacramento. And there, I, have, I don't think I've ever seen a larger media contingent uh, at a Kings game than that night. Maybe the night I was there to cover LeBron James being there, but man, the away locker room was freaking packed. It was so packed that we were blocking Anthony Davis from getting to his locker. So he was like asking, he was asking media to reach and get him his Gatorade and like his clothes and stuff. That's kind of funny actually. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody was even, nobody was even looking at Anthony Davis. We were all waiting for DeMarcus Cousins to get to his locker, which tells you how much he meant to, to that city and to, to that franchise and for sure. You know, how much of a star he still is in the city of Sacramento. I mean, TNT was there, ESPN was there. TNT was covering the game. Um, ESPN was there, all the local media were there, we were there. It was it was crazy, man. It was deserving. It was really cool. He's a star of the league. He's a star in the league that doesn't get that recognition. And, and you know what? For whatever bad blood may or may not be out there with, with the Kings and DeMarcus by the way he was traded, they gave him a video tribute which not a lot of teams do. We saw um, the Cavs didn't, didn't give Kyrie the proper tribute. Uh, who else? There was somebody else. Uh, Kevin Durant didn't Kevin get the tribute. Kevin Durant, Durant. Get, didn't get the tribute. And the Kings gave Boogie uh, in the middle of the first quarter. They stopped down during a timeout, did a video tribute, let DeMarcus kind of wave to the fans. Um, to be fair, DeMarcus didn't want to leave. So it was the one difference between in all those three situations. Good just, throwing out, just throwing it out there. Yeah, fair, but I mean, still, like. No, no, yeah, you're right. You know, you're yeah. So that was that was really cool to see, and you know, regardless of what you think about the trade, it was it was nice to see the Kings pay tribute to him. That was really classy. What was it? What was the experience like just being there? I mean, it was a packed house when he when he got announced. It was standing ovation for him. Loud thunderous cheers when they did the tribute for him. Um, in game, there were boos and stuff when he was scoring because then it was like, all right, now he's on the other team. But uh, when it came down to, to paying tribute to him, Kings fans actually absolutely rose to the occasion. It was very classy. Um, it was also cool after the game. Um, I kind of expected this was going to happen, but Demarcus came out of the lo uh, the locker room, had tons of people that were there that like fans that he knew, people that he knew. So he was taking pictures, signing autographs for a while after the game. I took some photos and posted it to our social media. got a lot of, yeah. a lot at of traction. At NBCS Kings. At yep. NBCS Kings. Word. Give him a follow. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool to see him like out there engaging with fans after the game and taking time to, to acknowledge the fan base. So it's a no-brainer that he's going to get his jersey retired, right? In my opinion. 
How many what seasons do you think? was he there again? Six. Six or yeah, seven? Six. six because drafted in the seven would have been. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the duality of years in the NBA always throws me off for how many years yeah. a player played there. I know. It's always tough. So he's drafted in 2010. 2010. Well, seven years you get, your, you get your extension. So he got traded before. The year before, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I mean, it depends I mean, how long he plays, obviously. He's the king's leading rebounder. He's one of the leading scorers. Yeah. Like... Yeah, but he's already one of the top three kings of all time, right? I think, he's, like, I think his jersey should get retired. And, it, you know, I think there's – I'm in a, a large group of Kings fans that thinks that hopefully there's a way he comes back at some point. But. That too, yeah. Hmm. Fair, fair. Well, Sorry to go off on a tangent no, about we're, Boogie's we're, return, we're glad, that was We're glad night, you got man. to enjoy that, man. We're glad was, you got to enjoy that. That was a hell of a night. Yeah, that was something I, I, I DVR'd it. Uh, let's move on to another big that we've been talking about. Uh, off mic recently, and that's the return of Blake Griffin being Blake Griffin. Uh, he's looking like he's having a resurgence right now and kind of playing the way he was prior to Chris Paul coming to the Clippers. So I want to ask you guys, do you think Chris Paul leaving the Clippers has allowed Blake to kind of be himself again? Yeah, it seemed even Doc, I listened to a podcast with Doc Rivers, uh, and he said that they really didn't like each other. You know, like, it was just between the three guys, it was it didn't work. And it, it, it kind of reminded me of when Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose said, oh, yeah, we're friends, we're buds, we're buds. And then, like, the second Jimmy Butler gets – or no, pardon me. Derrick, uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick yeah. Rose got traded. They are like, no, we weren't really buds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Blake – I love Blake because he – me and Wilfredo have talked about him being yep. a, a top three player in the uh, playoffs when they should have made the – was it the finals or the Eastern? They should have made the Western, Western Conference, Conference Finals the year that oh, uh, Steph they, got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they just lost to Houston, right? It was I mean, just you got insane. You got Point Blake. He's shooting a ton of threes right now. He is. Um, that's a, that's a new thing too, right? He didn't have yeah. that. I mean, before. he's always been a pretty good deep two shooter. Yeah, but then he extended the yeah. range too, yeah. like just a little beyond the. Because he he went from point six <laughs> last year to two point three right now. He's fifteen to twenty made. feet. He was always pretty lethal. Yeah. Well, thankfully, he doesn't have to play Draymond eighty two games a season. Or Jesus, else he would Draymond be, Green. He might not even be in the league though, because Draymond just. Knows is that how to but is that even an insult? Like Draymond Green is the defensive player of the year. Like it's like, yeah, but it's like it's something about Draymond versus Blake that. You know, it's like Draymond is just like has all the hacker codes too. I mean, but it it, it does kind of fit though, right? Because what what's Blake's like? Blake's the only, but I mean, not he, the only thing that makes Blake faster. better. But he's, Blake yeah. make, Blake's faster and more athletic than you, the yeah. most players at that position. Yeah. And then you add Draymond, who's just Chris has a point though, because like LeBron and Draymond go at it, but LeBron still has LeBron numbers every time he faces Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah, different beings. Well, yeah, it's another. But Blake's supposed to be a top twenty player in the league too. Yeah, I think I think Blake's a top. It's always weird. To see, it's always easy to say, "Oh, I think this guy's top ten, and then you're like, "Okay, well, count it," and then you count them, and you're like, "Ooh, okay, he might be." I mean, it's, is it fair to say he's a top ten talent? Yeah, he's a top ten talent, really. I'd have to do math to uh, to really get to the bottom of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but Blake, no, and yeah, Chris, Chris and I are definitely have been on 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 this uh, bandwagon for a while because he was so good in that 2015-2016 season. Like I said, you were saying he was an MVP candidate, right? Yeah. He came in third, oh, I think, yeah. in the MVP race that year. Blake's, Blake's awesome. Blake's phenomenal. Um, this is his team. Uh, and I love this. Like, we talked about it in our, thing, our previous podcast. I love this team. This, that trade for Chris Paul, they had so many little pieces. And that was their issue the whole time was depth. They never had depth. Patrick Beverly is just 
perfect in that role. Dude, like, when he was in Lonzo Ball's grill, it's, that was amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's ama- uh, Theodosic is great for the other side of it when you, like, you know, to be like that. Just that Man, when Theodosic gets healthy again, too, that team could yep. be. They could be better. Uh, they really could. Uh, I think Gallinari's been great for them. You know, just that nice outside shooter. That they, they, they never had that three when Chris Paul was there, and now they have that three. I just think that they... They're like the anomaly where like everyone needs a point guard. They're the team that didn't need a star point guard. They actually needed the other pieces when, around them. And DeAndre's playing out of his mind as well. When Milos gets healthy, they they could be better than they were last year. They could. They really because yeah. they're deeper. Now they go to the bench and they have a they have a competent bench now. Well, also, then they get like your boy Decker other. too. Yeah. They got Sam Decker as well. They're that's not, Caroline's, that's Caroline's boy. boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, shout yeah. out Caroline. Yeah, shout out Caroline. Shout out Caroline. She's yep. listening too. <laughs> um, we uh, Decker, De- like, so they have a depth. They have Decker, obviously, like I just said before. And I mean, you know, like it's just, it's just a complete team. It's the most complete Clippers team we've seen since Doc took over, to be honest. Um, and Austin Rivers is right where he belongs, back on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, you know, we kind of mentioned his name a little while ago, but are you guys surprised at all by how freaking awesome Ben Simmons looks? Uh, having not touched the NBA court prior to this season. I mean, I guess it's kind of like he got a year to redshirt. He got a year to go yeah. through concepts and practice with an NBA team and study the playbook and watch film. But, man, I mean, he looks like a, a seasoned vet in his first two weeks in the NBA. He's just so fun. In, in a weird Two weeks on the playing in yeah. NBA games. In, d- in a different way, I feel like he kind of reminds me of young LeBron just because he's so big, but he has like this – eyes in the back of his head, never out of control kind of style. I mean, the LeBron comp is, to me, it's it's a mirror image of LeBron when he came to the league. A guy who's an extremely oversized point guard who can do everything except maybe shoot the three ball well, and that was LeBron. Yeah, they, they play a little bit differently, but they still have similarities. Like, you could uh, you'd probably put them up side to side. And, a guy who's somewhere from 6'8 to 6'10 and playing the point guard position. Yeah. Can rebound, pass, score. Um, and this league is more tailored to, yeah. to Ben Simmons than the league was when LeBron was a rookie. That's true. So it fits him even better. And he's, he's doing what Giannis is doing too, right? Like it's not – because Giannis, Giannis is playing out of his mind, but that shot's still not – that's not automatic yet. Um, but he's so long and, so, yeah. and still so quick that he's just – just gets around players. And Ben Simmons is kind of doing the same thing. Like Ben Simmons, that shot's not, that thing's not ready yet. <laughs> that is not ready, but. They need to hire a new shot doctor. Maybe they affiliate. do, yeah, maybe they do, but, or maybe Embiid could teach him how to shoot, because that might be the best shooter on the team. Oh, no, Reddick, JJ, excuse me. I apologize to. Yeah. What to, about the great white hope, TJ McConnell? As I said, JJ Reddick. Um, <laughs> hey, TJ McConnell's, I think he's an underrated backup board guard. I mean, he's a good backup point guard. I mean, but I mean, you could say that about a lot of point guards in the league. They're good backup point guards. I, mean, I don't know. Just how much do you think he got paid to go to Arizona? He's going. He went to Arizona. He probably had a really good time in, in Arizona. Insert cricket sound. Yeah, here. I was gonna say that's that's where the cricket. Hey, I mean, coming. just because you guys don't follow college basketball, doesn't mean I don't. <laughs> I do. I seen Hall. I follow AP, prospects. AP preseason rankings number twenty-three. I follow prospects. Seen Hall, baby. The Big East is back. We got Xavier. We got Seen Hall. We got Villanova. The Big East Why? is still a conference. How dare you? I thought they got rid of it. No, they, the All American, the, uh, the American the Conference. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Bagley and Porter watch to start. Porter might stay. He said. Um, but anyway, you yeah. Shut ben, your mouth. Ben you said, shut your dirty. He said. He said. Mouth. 
we, we may or may not have inside information on that. We'll, talk, uh. we'll figure that out later. Um, but ben, back to Ben Simmons, absolutely destroying it. Um, if you want to consider him part of the rookie class, clearly the best rookie. If you don't want to, he's already um, one of the most exciting players in basketball. And if just if Embiid could just stay healthy, that team, like, talk about having two stars. Like, that's, we're talking about two dominant, dominant stars um, who are positionless, really, which is the most impressive thing. God, and beats like per 36 minutes are ridiculous. John is per 36. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when a guy only plays 20 minutes a game, that's really all you have to go off of. I'm joking, but, oh, God, if he could just stay healthy. And then Fultz, I mean, you know, Fultz. I mean, the thing with Embiid now, though, he's not even, it's not that he's injured. They're just taking it extremely precautions. Which they should. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Hey, look, if Embiid plays 40 games in the season, but he can be ready for a playoff run, that's all you need. When, they're, when the games are more spread out anyway. And, you know what? And this year's Eastern Conference, the Sixers could absolutely be a playoff team, especially if Fultz comes back, you know, rests and gets his shoulder right. Yep. There, there's a group of teams with three wins, with the Cavs being one of them. So we got a couple topics we've got to hit really fast. I'm going to let that be a segue. The Cavs and Dubs so far. I set you up for that, buddy. Oh, the layup. What did team me up? I did, I did, I did the, the, the white chocolate layup to, to Weber for you. Shout out white chocolate. Uh, the Cavs and Dubs have not had superior starts to the seasons based on their own expectations. You know, should we have any concern two weeks into the season, or is it just a slow start? Dubs, no. Um, they'll figure it out. And you know what? They have they they deserve it. Cavs, on the other hand, even though it's a weaker Eastern Conference, we have to remember that what they took away from Kyrie was supposed to be replaced by Isaiah, and we don't know when Isaiah is coming back. Theoretically, we're gonna get see him back the second half of the season. Theoretically, right? that's gonna make them better. We Derrick Rose has been hurt. We hope Derrick Rose. I mean, you can't teach health, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So I don't and I don't know if and he could be. He was a twenty point player with the Knicks take it out for whatever it's worth. I mean, he's not a star anymore, but yeah. he's something that he's, benefits the team. He's something, but but what you took away from with Kyrie has not, like, Jay Crowder's not enough to replace that, and that number one pick, or that number that first round pick from the Nets is not there to replace it this year. Which, if we can give you a shout out, the Nets are off to a much better start than a lot of people <laughs> predicted, Ooh. other than Wilfredo. By the way, uh, how many wins do the Cavs have? Three. Three. How many wins do the Nets have? The same amount. <laughs> so, so the, the Cavs yeah, actually their may own pick to, might be. Might the Cavs be may better. want to trade that pick as fast as they can, um, <laughs> no, because the, it may not be the top okay. five pick that a lot of people, like myself, thought it was going to be. Look, the Nets are still. It might still be a lottery pick, but it will, it's not that top five pick that everyone was thinking it was going to be. Um, and you know what? Last night, uh, even though they lost to the Suns, which there's nothing to be proud of with that, um, D'Angelo Russell scored 30, 33, if I'm not mistaken, looking uh, really good. 31. 31, something. It was either him or Booker. I know they, they both were in the 30s. Um, you know, Karis LeVert looking good. I, I like this Nets team. I like, like I said, they're doing the best they can with what they were kind of given by from that Billy King era. So, just throwing that out there. But back to the Cavs. <laughs> back to the Cavs. Uh, I'm, 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 I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it looks. I think uh, LeBron is looking a little, not looking older. He's just, he's taking those breaks that he needs to. He can't play those minutes he played last year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so if you, I know you were, you're just as concerned about the lack of Kyrie as, as I am. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't replace a 25 point score with Derrick Rose in the in the short term. Yep. But I think the you can, 
I don't think you could be worried about the Cavs because they still have LeBron. But I don't understand. And this has happened for years where they, you know, LeBron just picks his boys that he wants to be on the team. The problem is they're all really old now. I mean, you got Corver is 36, Calderon is 36. Uh, Channing, is Calderon even touching the court though? Channing Fry is is 35, 34. Are they boys? The Calderon and LeBron. But like, it, I don't think Calderon's right, So playing. why are they why are they putting together this roster if they're trying to be more athletic for the Warriors, which is just a bunch of old dudes who aren't athletic, and then they try to pick up Jeff Green and he's Dwayne like Wade. he Dwayne Wade. He looks he looks bad. Jeff Green looks like one of the most athletic players on your team, which is a bad sign. So I don't. You can't be uh, too worried, but. They should have, they should have, they should have more young talent. Agreed, but I don't think I. I think it's too early to be worried about either team. Obviously, the Warriors are the same roster, if not better roster than they were last year. Their yeah. their swag is so high, and they had such a fun off season. I think they're still kind of coming down from being high on themselves. Yeah. So once you know, month into the season, they'll start really kicking themselves in the butt and getting into gear and. And the Warriors, which to, to, to Chris's point just now, <laughs> Tope, Chris, we call him Tope, by the way. That's his nickname Chris for me. Yeah. Um, yep. At Tope Fresh. <laughs> there you go, at Tope Fresh. The, the, they're getting less athletic. The Warriors bench is really fun. Yeah. The Warriors talked bench. talked about Jordan Bell. Yeah, would you talk about Jordan Bell earlier? Patrick McCall looks like he's taking another leap forward as far as his progression is concerned. They added former King Omri Caspi. Um, who's looking like like he's gonna fit perfectly fine there? I've he, always yeah. said that that's a, a good role player to have. A great team. role player to have. Javale obviously coming off the bench. Uh, you still have Sean, who's one of the smartest players in the league. So like no matter how old he gets, he's got that old man game that's never going away. Hmm. Um, that bench that bench is even stronger than it was last year. So I mean, like what do we have to worry about with, with the Warriors? And I, you know, to the same to some extent, I think the Cavs too. It's like they have LeBron. Yeah, they're older, but they got a lot of experienced guys. You know, they're missing one of their three best players to mm-hmm. injury right now. Like, they're going to be okay, especially in the Eastern Conference. I don't think we have to worry about them. Will they beat the Warriors in the finals? Probably not. But I don't think we have to worry about them making it to the finals or at least going deep in the playoffs. I guess I guess my thing with that, and I know we're, we're running short, but I, just, I had to put that out there. Like, watching the East this year, it's so much better than I think people realized it was going to be. At least, like, so much tougher. So maybe you're right, but, like, it's not going to be the Cavs going 12, or excuse me, 8-0 and before getting to the conference finals, I think, this year. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be. Well, yeah, but all that matters is you make the finals, right? Who cares if it's if they lose two games in a series or... Well, I guess my thing is I don't think they're going to go 8-0 and to get to the conference finals, which means that the conference finals is going to be even more of a grueling task this year because, yeah, I know Boston lost Gordon Hayward, which we actually we didn't even touch on, which is probably the biggest story of the beginning of the season yeah. is that kind of killed Terrible their mojo team. but Washington looks good Detroit might be a team now like Tobias Harris looks like he's actually entering that like at least all-star level um, not you know not a guy who can lead your team to the championship level but all-star level Milwaukee's obviously we're, we've been discussing um, the Pacers look like they're decent like all the no, actually Pacers have been bad they're Pacers over 500 been... yeah no, they, they play the Kings last night they're two and four yeah they're four and three are they? Yeah, yeah they're, they're only above 500 because they played the Kings last night. Oh, that's why you're shooting down your own team. I'm just yeah. saying that the Kings are a young team. They're not going to win a lot of games. Um, Pacers Fair. aren't very good. Fair. 
Fair enough. Oladipo, though. Old, as I said, Oladipo and Sabonis actually look like they're, like, and then you got Miles Turner, who hasn't played in a few, you know, a game or two, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just saying, it's 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 not going to be the same 8-0 and then sure. six-game series in the I think it's going to be a little tough. At the end of the season, are the Cavs in the finals? We'll see what Giannis has to say. <laughs> I believe that. I really believe that. Uh, real quickly to the Kangs, are you guys impressed by De'Aaron Fox? I love De'Aaron. He's, he's, he's so much fun, man. He's the exact star that we thought he was going to be for you guys. Dude, he's leading the team in scoring already. Well, that's, but I'm just saying. From he's only like, started one game. I'm just saying from a charisma standpoint. Yeah. Like, he's just enjoyable. He's fun. He's a fun. He's, an, he's so, like, I can't wait for the rookie, um, the rookie sophomore all-world challenge He's got to be in that Just game. so the rest of the country can see him because he's not going to get that, that love until that happens, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, maybe a skills, skills competition kind of participation. I don't know. We know you're a fan of DAA, Ron. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, I'm also a fan of man crushes. Would you like to get into some man crushes, John? You don't want to talk about Wilfredo's Dion Waiters claim? No, because I'm late. <laughs> all right. I have a full-time job. There's, there's, there's no claim whatsoever. <laughs> Fair. Uh, all right, so on that note, we will get into our man crushes. Chris, lead us off since you're uh, so eager. Uh, I'm, I'm an eager beaver, as some would say. Uh, I was gonna make my man crush Jordan Bell, but we've we've already, you know, had a uh, had some comments on him. So I'm gonna switch my man crush to an Arizona Wildcat, Aaron Gordon. Oh. Aaron Gordon. Mm. People weren't sure well, who is this guy. What's he doing? Blake Jr. <laughs> Blake Jr. Is that racist because they're both light skinned black? No. And we say, we're not sure. That's not the question. (laughs) He's averaging 21 points a game right now on 54% from the field. And also ridiculous, which I would have, this is probably more preposterous than Trump being president, is he's shooting 59 from the three on four threes a game. Sheesh. So you get a mad crush from me, guy. Well, from one... uh A.A. Ron to another D.A.A. Ron. I know we've already talked about him twice, but my man crush, which I will bring up for the third time today, is uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I think the Kings, for the first time since DeMarcus Cousins' draft, finally drafted somebody that was a home run pick. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the players they got from last year's draft, but in terms of star potential, all-star potential, top of the rookie class, uh, De'Aaron Fox looks like the real deal. Um, dropped 18 to five last night. He's leading the Kings in scoring. I think he's leading the Kings in assists too. I gotta double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, you just, I, I can't say enough about the kid. He already looks like one of the top three fastest players in the league. Um, his shot doesn't look as bad as people uh, were knocking it going into the to the draft. Uh, I think the Kings got a got a stud. Indeed, uh, my man crush. Even though I kind of bashed his game earlier. Carl Anthony Towns for an amazing Instagram stories. <laughs> uh, one of the more entertaining things this week. If you haven't checked it out, Carl Anthony Towns went on a mission on Instagram stories. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, you can find it online. He basically went, found an Instagram model, shot his shot, and apparently secured the package. <laughs> secured the bag. Secured the bag. Secured the bag, excuse me. Um, Sounds like she's secured. Or one, yeah, 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 one of oh, the two. God. But uh, but it was it was entertaining, and you know what? This is why we love the NBA because players can be players and have personalities and not have to fight their owners because they were called inmates mm. like another league. Huh. So. Uh, Shout out Voldemort. 
Shout out Terrible NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave you. So great man crushes. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. Kevin Artovitz on Twitter three hours ago tweeting, Phoenix Suns seven seconds or less 2004-2005 team, which led the NBA in pace, would rank 25th this season. No fucking way. So I think we got quite a fun year of basketball ahead of us. Thanks for joining us after a month and a half off of uh, not doing a podcast. We would like to promise that we'll be back soon, but <laughs> that's what we said last time. No, 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 we will. We will I don't think it, any yeah. of us are going to get married yeah, sometime soon. John's ring is holding him down. <laughs> <laughs> My left hand is a little heavier than it used to be. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. I didn't realize that was as funny as going to be. You're the only one that's laughing. John's, John's laughing. I have nothing else to say other than the rent is too damn much.